Bienvenidos de nuevo a La Vida Picante. Welcome back to La Vida Picante. A podcast all about the further and the weird things that reside in it. Close the door! This is Insidious, The Red Door. All righty. Are going to be reviewing Insidious the Red Door, uh, released on July 7th of 2023. The director on his directorial debut is Patrick Wilson, has a certified rotten score of 38%, Yikes. with an audience score of 69%. Giggity. Um, <laughs> the cast they actually brought back the cast from the first two movies uh, Ty Simpkins as Dalton Lambert. Patrick Wilson as Josh Lambert, Rose Byrne as Renee Lambert, Andrew Astor as Foster Lambert, and then they actually brought in Lynn Shea, who plays Elise. Don't know why she died in the first movie, though. You know, it's because, didn't she get stuck in the further? No, from what I remember (laughs) is, no. How did she die? She died by Patrick Wilson's hand in the first one. That's actually what terrified me, is the ending to the first one. On the do you mean the second one? No, the first one. No, yes. the first one. Yeah, the first one. So in the first one, we we see that the dad saves Dalton from the lipstick man, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, and we uh we see we don't see his uh spirit go back to his body. It's that uh. It's that one. The woman in black. The woman in black, and the woman in black goes inside and that's when uh elise oh yeah goes to patrick wilson yes, and is like yes, yes. you're not the soul and then that's when patrick wilson chokes her out and kills her because then when um oh because uh she took a picture of him yes and that's when the the woman in black's like look appeared yeah her that was the most terrifying scene for me and that's what that's what made me scared of this series but then she's back yeah in this one as a spirit as a spirit yes and um, she's trapped forever with their suffering yes but you know this movie starts off with now several years have passed by um since the events of all the insidious when they were children i think like 10 years passed by yeah now dalton is a college kid angsty college kid angsty teen yeah going off to college yep. and um it starts off with a funeral right the yeah. it was a uh, i think his mom. His mom. Patrick Wilson's character's mom. Yeah, Lorraine Lambert. L- yeah, Lorraine Lambert. It's her funeral. Um, you know, and so that's going on. And then we see a real quick scene of there's somebody getting closer. Oh, yes. In the back mirror of the car. Yes, yes. I'm, oh, before we continue. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. If you have not seen this, even though it's been, I think, a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks yeah. that it's been out. But, I mean, I guess spoiler alert. You should know by now. Yeah. So they're at the funeral, and then, you know, Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne are arguing about, you know, who's going to take Dalton to college because Mm -hmm. somebody has to drive him up there, right? Yeah, because they're divorced now. Yeah, they're divorced now after the events of everything. Patrick Wilson's kind of gone off the deep end, and what's his character's name again? I Uh, Josh Lambert. Josh Lambert, okay. So, like, he he can't really, like, figure out what he wants to do in life. Like, he and Dalton him and Dalton are experiencing the same thing just very differently. Yeah. And they're not communicating either. So there's definitely like a rift between them. And that's why there's arguing about who's going to take him to college. Yeah. Uh, because Josh's relationship with Dalton isn't at all a good one. Um, and so he texts him 
And so that's where we see the scene where he's in the car and he decides to text him. And the shot is front facing forward. So you see Patrick Wilson, he's like texting Dalton and he's asking him like, Hey, like, would it be okay if I drove you um, to college this weekend? Mm -hmm. And we see a figure getting closer in the mirror or the window. I was already getting creeped out because Locas, you know, I hate horror movies. You do. I don't like getting scared, but I went to go see it anyway. Sometimes you have to face your fears. I did this for y'all, Locas. <laughs> That's why I went to go see it. And it's because I feel like I'm committed to whatever horror movie I see that ends up having sequels. Same goes with Conjuring, which I actually surprisingly like. You Conjuring. really like The Conjuring. Yeah. So I, I will continue seeing The Conjuring movies. And if they continue making these Insidious movies, even though this is supposed to be the last one. I really don't think it will be. I'll, I'll go see the rest of them. Here's why I don't think it will be the last one. Um they you know all this time and all these movies that have come out for insidious which i really love the first one obviously i didn't remember it because i saw it many years ago yes um and i try not to watch it because it deeply terrified me and traumatized me but that's why i don't want to see it <laughs> <laughs> but you would think that by now right of the movie titled the red door the trailers are super misleading you feel like you're finally gonna get the answer that everyone's been dying to know about insidious which is the horror icon lipstick man face ah yes face or the lipstick face man the red face man darth maul or what was the name that you found of his so i i wrote it down as rogue olivier's yeah so i thought you were summoning a demon yeah she thought i was summoning a demon when i was talking to her about i was ready to sage and she was like don't say it three times and then when i when we looked it up it legit is a translation from french to english or from english to french lipstick Lipstick. (laughs) and i was like Really, like I'm some I'm summoning a lipstick for you, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm summoning a lipstick for you, Kim. I, why did you say it in Dracula's accent? Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, ah! Uh, a lipstick for you. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, He's uh. not French. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still the locus. If you actually saw this, I'm doing. The, You're doing the Italian like <laughs> Italian. I'm doing Italian, trying to speak in French, like. What is happening? I don't even know. So they don't talk about <laughs> lipstick face man, Le Rouge, whatever in French, okay? They barely show him for a couple of seconds, much like in all the other films, right? He gets like a little cameo. I mean, you get more not. of a visual of his body. It looks like it looks like towards the end. He looks like the devil. He looks like the devil, but he he's all covered in black this time as opposed to being red. He's like charred. Yeah. He's like barbecued. Barbecued. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I was hungry when I saw it. So I was like, ooh, barbecue. <laughs> but like, he was like ripping his skin off at some point. That was too. disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, like they don't really talk about like, who is he? Like, I'm assuming that he is the person that controls the further or not person, but like entity that controls the further. Yeah. I think he, he's a spirit that never got to go on. And but my, he's my, definitely the most powerful out of all yeah, of them. Yeah. My, my theory is that he feeds off of uh bodies yeah that are uh alive and i think he basically has taken over so many bodies and has like caused them to like kill themselves that that's why he's so powerful in the further yeah and one of the things too that i think was interesting that they touched on is um you know patrick wilson's dad in the movie he we didn't know what happened to him right we didn't know too much about him well, he finally makes an appearance in this film mm-hmm. and come to find out he struggles with mental illness. Yeah. So to me, this brings up an interesting thing, right? Like I believe that his dad was somehow connected to the further 
or he saw visions of that which is how patrick wilson's involved right like he's yeah. literally getting chased by the woman and black demon yeah. character person so to me <clears throat> it brings to mind like you know how typically when people talk about like um like mental illnesses right like um they talk about people that like hear voices or they have or they do things because the voices told them to do something or whatever the case might be you always wonder like is that possession is that mental illness like yeah. what's really going on yeah and so they said that in in this case his dad was mentally ill but in reality it's like could he have just been seeing all the events of the further like is the further even real like i don't yeah i mean i i really like that they touched upon the, the father because the father was portrayed as being this like crazy like schizophrenic yeah guy yeah and the mother never talked about it with with uh josh no at all so the fact that um well because at the beginning of the movie we see that uh one of the priests or something told them to forget that whole year of all that haunting from the first film yes so patrick wilson and does not remember does not remember a single thing neither does dalton neither does dalton so they're they're kind of uh the door was kind of opened again mm -hmm. because i guess dalton uh was painting in a class and the teacher told him to like go into the deep dark secrets of yourself first of all i love that representation of that art class because let me tell y'all i related to that like oh yeah you're a painter <laughs> yeah i was i was watching that and i was dying because i was like oh my god like i completely understand and you know he ripped up the painting or he ripped up the sketch he ripped up the sketch of his grandma and then that's kind of what opened the door because he yeah. he has that power still and he awoke it and that connected him with uh with josh yeah and that's when the dad i guess is finally seeing that the power is awoken again yep so it's like hey let me warn my kid let me help my kid because now he doesn't have his mom i've got to help because i have this power and i can still yeah still guide him which was pretty cool i think that was like they made it scary when he pops through the the glass when josh is trying to regain his memories yes and it, they made it scary but it was actually pretty nice and sweet because it was just the dad giving him clues as to who who he was yeah like he scared him into a closet and the closet had a box full of the dad's stuff do you think it's like the trauma's break, breaking through like he remembers now and so all of that like basically came crashing yeah into his life like that's a representation of that yeah i think it's it's a re representation of the the trauma that he had as a kid coming yeah. like hitting them smack in the face and it's all happening at one time yes and that's why he he eventually goes back to uh renee yeah like she she knows what happened because she saw them get yes she, she saw them both forget the year yeah and so that's when josh goes to renee and says what happened i need to know what happened because i don't know what i'm doing with my life i just feel so foggy and i yeah. have no idea what the hell is wrong with me yep and it's like renee's not gonna be like you know i don't care about you we're divorced let's go the only reason they got divorced was because the kids kept remembering the memory of josh trying to kill them yeah and so that's why she did it for her kids didn't yeah. mean she stopped loving yeah. josh which i thought was was pretty great because i love rose Byrne. i love her so much rose Byrne, i love you a lot she was great in this she movie. was great in this film even though she was only in there for like five minutes but 
But her um, performance was impactful um, to the story. And like you said, it, it was interesting to see that where, you know, she comes and helps him. Um, I don't know. Uh, there was, there were a lot of scenes here that were very like intense. And I think that the scene that scared me a lot and probably the only scene that was like really traumatizing was when he's getting the CT scan because oh, in this, yes. you know, where he's talking about how he's foggy and he doesn't know what's going on with him. And mm -hmm. he's doing like all these little tests to like, I guess, retrain his brain or like, you know, regain, help him with his memory loss and those types of things that he's experiencing. Yeah. He goes to get a CT scan just to make sure it's not like, I don't know, cancer or something. And he goes and that scene was so tense. Like you feel so claustrophobic and you know that something's coming. You just yeah. don't know when, you don't know how. And it was, it was the, beautifully done. Yeah. The lights turn off and he's kind of like, hello, like, is anyone there? Like, is something happening? Like what's going on? Total silence. And then you see this, like these hands just come out. And I mean, uh, it was just very disturbing. Uh, I was very, oh man. And, and shout out to my friends, Amy and Brandon for coming with me to see this, this movie. I mean, Brandon was in his own little world, but I feel like I kept just like looking over at Amy. And I'm just like covering my face. And she, she was like, stop being a little bitch. Like, look, look at it. And I'm like, okay, I look at it. And that's when the guy's crawling up to his head. I'm like, oh Hell. my God. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like every time you can tell I was getting scared because I was just like, fuck, fuck. And that was it. I went to go see it with my cousin. And I just remember when that scene occurred, like I just, I, I jumped up in my seat and I was like, Oh God. <laughs> and I think after that, that's when he, he called Dalton. He did. And he was like, I'm actually going to get help. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you should have seen her arms folks. You should have seen them. They were all playing around like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> would have called someone and been like i'm going to get help <laughs> like i'm getting help i promise i promise oh my god i don't know what i saw but apparently he was asleep for 15 minutes he was asleep that's what kills me the doctor was like what are you talking about you've been asleep for 15 minutes which i mean honestly the other day i was here and i passed out on the couch and i thought i fell asleep for like five minutes and it turns out it'd been an hour yeah we watched Grand Budapest Hotel and she fell asleep. <laughs> That's not why I fell asleep. I <laughs> fell asleep because I was tired, but I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel before. Anyways, yeah. we're not talking about <laughs> we're that not, movie. We're not, later, later. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, then that kind of like, we kind of went over Josh's story. Like he goes to Renee and then this ties into Dalton's story. Yeah. Dalton's in college and is living his best life. Living he's his best emo. Life. He's introverted. He doesn't like going to parties. He goes to a party though at his dad's insistence yep. and his new roommate. Oh, yeah. It was really cool. Like they had a really good friendship going on. Yeah, actually, uh, the roommate's name was Chris Winslow, played by Sinclair Danielle. She yeah. was a very good uh, light figure, like very yes. good uh, sense of humor that we Positive needed. energy. Yes. Yeah. And so they go to this party at the insistence of the roommate and she's like, Hey, like do it for your dad, you know, whatever. And he was yeah. like, Ugh, angsty teen. And so they go to this party and it's typical dumb frat boy party. Yep. But there's a frat boy that died um, yep. at this party. He ended up having like alcohol poisoning or like he choked on his vomit or something like that. Yeah. And so they go upstairs. I forget why they went upstairs. So they went upstairs, uh, Oh, because uh, Chris wanted to raid the 
the boys' closets and like see what they can find up there. So they they end up going into like the head uh frat boys. Yeah, room. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they went in there and I guess Chris ran around somewhere. She had to go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. She left and Dalton was in the room by himself and that's when he hears like someone just puking their guts out. Mm-hmm. He goes into the bathroom and sees that it's the the frat boy, but he turns around and he's screaming, hence why I did the intro. He's screaming like close the door, close the door yep. as he's puking. Yep. And he looks all like possessed. I mean, and he then, looked like a corpse. And it was that that part actually like scared me a lot because then Dalton goes underneath the bed. Yeah. To because he hears oh uh, yes he hears oh. oh the the frat boy's name was Nick the Dick yes yes Nick the so Dick. Nick the Dick came back inside the room to pick up like some condoms yeah and like <laughs> Nick the Dick leaves the room and that's when Dalton is like I guess in the further yeah because he's crawling out of the bed and that's when the guy uh that died is on oh, top of the bed yeah, and starts and he... throwing up on him. Oh. And it's just massive amounts of It of reminded vomit. me of the Family Guy scene where oh, all of them yeah. start throwing up. It was like, hey, like guys. <laughs> massive amounts of throw up everywhere. That's what that reminded me of. I'm like, that's disgusting. Oh, it was disgusting, but it, it scared the crap out of me because yeah. he just like looks up and then the, literally next shot, vomit on his face. And it was crazy. I just, I yeah, this movie had a lot of jump scares. Mm-hmm. I think it relied heavily on that. Um, I just... I remember that in all those scenes, like that scene, I totally forgot about that. And I'm like, oh, maybe I repressed those memories because they were pretty horrifying. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty scary. But then that's when I, I think for me, that's when it, the movie started getting like a little bit more interesting because then Dalton is starting to learn how to use, I guess, his his power, which of is walking to into the further. Yeah, he um, what's it called? Astral projects. Astral projects. So that's something that he does. And he's finally tapping into that. And he's able to go into the further. And let me just tell y'all the further is a scary place. And it reminded me a lot of Stranger Things, right? Which came first Stranger Things or Insidious? Can't remember. Insidious came first. Because I think the first one, the first one came out in 08. Oh, yes, it did. So, yeah, it did. Oh. Um, so then it did come out uh, sooner than Stranger Things. But I just think it's interesting how in both um, shows, TV, movies, whatever, um, they have the same concept of what the, I'm, I'm guessing it's like purgatory in a sense. Like where, that, that area before you get to the afterlife? Yeah, like because it's kind of like it looks just like the real world except it's different. Time goes by differently. Yeah. Um, everything is like desiccated and it's not like good and it's very much the same in both um, types of shows or movies. Um, I, I would say that it is like a purgatory because that's kind of like where the spirits are trapped and they're trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And then some of them become so powerful that they end up possessing people. Yeah. And that's how we see some of these characters come to life in Insidious. Yeah. And one of the scenes where Dalton is like testing his power of astral projecting, he ends up leaving his body, going upstairs because Chris moved, ended up changing rooms because, I mean, I guess you couldn't have a guy in a girl room. Yeah. So she lived one floor right above him. Mm-hmm. So he he goes up in the further, and he ends up playing on like this uh, this keyboard, the xylophone, the xylophone, or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. You blow into a tube and play the the keyboard at the same yeah. time, and it's like I don't know. Makes a funky noise. Yeah. So he he plays the song that his mom wrote. Yeah. And she knows Chris knows that it's Dalton's mom's song. So then she ends up running downstairs because it's like a ghost. Beat. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that's when she finds out about what Dalton has. And they end up doing like this kind of like detective work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to see what happened with like what's this door because Dalton painted this door for the the art project. Which and that this, door is creepy. The door is creepy because. And I feel he like painted it with blood. He he painted it with blood because when he first started doing it, an arm reached out at him, and I think it was the lipstick man's arm. Yeah. And it cut him, so it made the door red. Yes. Um. And then, which, when you think about it, that's not very accurate because when blood dries, it turns brown, it oxidizes. So, like, if he put it on paper and rubbed it in, it wouldn't have maintained that bright red color. Anyways, mm. just a little side note. Maybe that should drop our rating. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, I love the whole concept. Like, we need some blood. accurate horror movies. Then. Yes, I'm like that is like, believe me, that is like horror, evil shit right there. Like, you're fucking painting a portal to another you know dimension that, that is blood. legit that's probably what started it that's yes probably, so like that's what it meant by closing the door which yeah. all makes sense now the ending yeah all right when yeah, we get yeah. to the ending and, and we will um <laughs> it he colors it red but what i found amazing was he kept changing the painting because there there was someone in front of the door and like it, it kept changing into different beings that you saw in the the further mm-hmm. until finally he finished the drawing and it's his dad and it's his dad carrying the hammer which <gasps> is from insidious which is two. a repressed memory that he had locked yes. away which is that you know what happened in insidious 2 with his dad going and attacking them and like rose burns character said the kids didn't know that it wasn't their dad yeah but they because she knew yes yes so she knew it's the demon but they thought this is their dad really going like you know fucking ape shit on them like what's that movie with jack nicholson shining the shining he went the shining he went full shining full jack nicholson Mm -hmm. and only she remembers that and that's when red rum red rum that's when dalton goes like actually to the memory yeah and he sees it and but then i guess he um he sees the body like uh get taken over by his dad's spirit again yep and that's when he starts thinking like oh crap maybe he was helping me but he still had very he still had doubt yeah because he ends up sending his brother and ask he kept asking his brother like hey what happened when i was 10 yes 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 and yeah what, what happened and then they keep sharing the same memories and he ends up sending his brother uh foster the painting that he made with his dad on it and that's when foster goes to his mom and finds out that his mom and dad are talking yep and that's where the two storylines kind of come finally together. connect finally connect because that's when renee finally tells josh what happened yep and that's when foster finds out what actually happened and that's when um we see that dalton has been captured by the lipstick man Oof. and it gives us to our, our final act of the movie which we'll get to after this break after this break after this break we'll catch you in a bit and we're back we're from back. our break <laughs> all right let's get back into this horror movie insidious yes so the Paths have been intertwined now. Yes, the intertwining of the fates. Yes, the duel of the fates because of Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) 
so now we see that Dalton has been taken by the Rogues de Levere's Lipstick face. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and we see that he is, like, you know, captured and he's put inside of this, like, jail cell. Yeah. In, and it's like a tie back to the first Insidious. Which is the lair of the Lipstick Face The lair demon. of the Lipstick Face. And he plays... Apparently, Lipstick Face has records. He does. He does have records. And he's always playing the same song. Well, he likes that weird song. Yeah, the very scary song. And, and like, hearing that song, like, gives me the creeps and reminds me of him. It reminds me of the one song from the Conjuring series. Where it's like, come down through the window. Oh, my God. I hate that song. Wait a minute. That's an Insidious song. Is it? Yeah, that's not The Conjuring. I thought it was played in the Conjuring too. That um that that song appears in the first Insidious movie. Maybe that's why I'm, I hate it. Like I don't know, that song gives me the creeps so much. It is a creepy song. And um, so then, that's when um, when uh, what's her name, Renee? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, tells Josh, "Yo, um, go save your son," and so. Uses the metronome, I guess, and he yeah. goes back in. He's walking all the way to the red door, walks inside, saves, tries to save Titan. Do you really have to be drinking water that loud <laughs> while we're recording? <sighs> Sorry, y'all. Um, we are recording downstairs today per Kim's Kimbo's license request. <laughs> And with that, we get all the sounds that the dogs make. And so I just fed my dog Titan. And now he's... Who's an extremely overweight basset hound. Extremely overweight basset hound. And he just ate all his dinner. Like, he inhaled it. And apparently he needs to quench his thirst as loud as he possibly can. I was getting distracted. That's why I wasn't saying anything. And and I saw that. I saw you. You were like, what the fuck is going on over here? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. What the hell? (laughs) He was like really going to own. He was going to tell on that water. (laughs) He had to cleanse his palate. But anyway, so Josh Lambert is going to save his son Dalton. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In the further. But... As he's going to save Dalton, both of their bodies are not occupied by yeah. any spirit, which means their their bodies are up for the taking. They're susceptible to possession. Yes. So Dalton is obviously possessed because Lipstick Man, Rogue Deliverer Man. It um, tied him up in his creepy warehouse. Yeah, tied him up, you know, face down, ass up type of way. It was kind of <laughs> funny. I pointed that out in the movie. So <laughs> you did? I did. I was like, well, that's awkward. Um, <laughs> and we see Dalton is possessed by a lipstick man. Yeah. And Chris sees this. And so she's scared. Yeah. Because she starts lighting up like the whole room because he's scared of the dark. Yep. And she has to like connect these lights to turn on and yeah. they all keep turning off. Which same, like I'm afraid of the dark and I also mm-hmm. need light. I don't have night lights, but I do keep my hall light on, which greatly increases my electric bill, but it's fine. <laughs> So I I like complete darkness when I'm asleep. That is horrible. I don't know why, considering I hate so many horror movies that involve, like, no light. Yeah, that's very terrifying. Like, for me, in my house, like, I have to have all the lights on. Like, I'm in the bedroom. My TV's on. I got the fan blowing. I got a light in the hallway. 
it's very well lit, you know, and then I go to sleep. Because if I turn the lights off, I will be possessed. And you know what's funny is that after I saw the movie, I mean, I went, I ate, and then I got home, and I just knocked out. Had all the lights off. I, I came home. Everything was off. Oh, my goodness. Like, all the lights were off, and I walked up the stairs, creak, creaky as hell. What? And, you know, so many, so many times I could have been possessed or thought of possession. But you didn't. But I didn't. I went straight, put on, like, brushed my teeth, put on my retainers, went inside my bed, knocked out. I put my, my, my eye mask on, knocked out. You have an eye mask? Of course I have an eye mask. <laughs> I, I need complete darkness. That is terrible. It was amazing. I can't believe that you fell asleep right away. I mean, usually when I watch a horror movie, I'm traumatized for days. The deep anxiety cripples me. I can't sleep. Um, you know. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm finally evolving into just like, I don't know, a psychopath. I have devolved even further into madness. And so everything terrifies me. Everything <laughs> keeps me up and everything drives me to the brink of anxiety. I like how you didn't even like budge when I said that I'm turning into a psychopath. <laughs> Watching a horror movie and sleeping soundly at night. And you're like, oh yeah, no. I've got anxiety. I've got some deep, crippling anxiety. Deep anxiety. <laughs> but now we know you're a psychopath, so that's good. I mean, not all psychopaths are bad. You said that's good. <laughs> but that's good. You're, you're a good psychopath. People always misconstrue psychopaths, and they say, surely that must mean you're a serial killer. There's no fine line. There's no normal psychopath to serial killer. It's just like if you're diagnosed as a sociopath or a psychopath, you must be a mass murderer who I must people. be a mass murderer. Yeah. But I'm like, I mean. I mean, I kill flies from time to time. Yeah, but, you know, they're flies. And kill mosquitoes. Oh, they're disgusting. Mosquitoes Wasps. carry the West Nile virus. Wasps decimate crops and honeybee colonies. You're doing... So I'm saving the world. <laughs> You're saving the <laughs> I'm saving the world one bug at a time. One bug at a time. God <laughs> bless. God bless. All right. But where were we? Where were we? We were talking about the possession of Dalton. Oh, yes. And so we see Chris is like... They've gotten really close in yeah. the short amount of time that he's been in college. Which we don't even know. If, to me, it feels like he's been there two weeks. Honestly, yeah. It felt like he had just been there for two weeks. But knowing how this movie time jumped like crazy, I feel like he's actually been there for like a few, at least one semester. Yeah. And so, like, Chris, uh, like, doesn't, doesn't live in the dorm anymore with him. Uh, so she's, like, holding on to his body. Yeah. Because I think, um, I think once Josh freed Dalton... The body became unpossessed by lipstick face. Yes. Because he felt the presence of both of them inside his lair. Yes. So he goes to try to like attack them yeah. and kill them, I guess. Yeah. And that's um when Dalton's body is just like left there and Chris is holding the body and you see all these like um evil spirits trying yes. to, to take over yes. that body. Yep. And it's just it's greatly done, I think, like visual effect wise, because you just see all this darkness coming in on them. And it's all these he... bodies are coming out and trying to get onto him. Yeah, and when you think about it, it almost has like an Invasion of the Body Snatchers vibe. Which actually, when I watched the first Insidious, that's kind of like the thought that I had. That it's in like... Invasion of the Body Snatchers? You know, like where they like try to take over somebody's body. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. so I'm like, it had very much... It's a very old movie, but it's like it had those vibes of like, ooh, now we're in this possessed dimension. 
And now we got to take over this body that's in the real world. And because mm-hmm. yeah. they, they feed on life. Yes. And that's also what they showed in chapter two, where the the woman in black yeah. took over Josh's body. Yes. Um, Which was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty neat because then you also saw back in the further that Dalton and Josh are trying to get out. They eventually get out of the red door. And that's where we see Josh say, go. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll hold the door. Like, you know. Game of Thrones. Yeah, hold the door. Hold the door. Hold on. And so, so we sad. we uh, we see that Josh is sacrificing himself, and there was this line that um that was written by his father on like a picture, I guess. Yeah. And it says, "It ends with me." Mm-hmm. And that's the line that Josh says when when uh, Dalton goes yeah back to his body, he's holding the door so that the the lipstick face doesn't get out. Yeah. And he's like, it ends with me. Yep. That way he, he dies and you can see his, his body is like suffocating. Yes. Cause he's not getting back to his body or something. And, but then all of a sudden you see the door get covered and I thought it was blood, but then Josh feels it. Paint. And he's like, Oh, it's paint. And he says, Oh, it's Dalton. And then it cuts to Dalton painting the, the door painting that yeah. he made. All black. Yep. Basically covering. Yes. That like that's the door that everybody was talking about. Which I'm like, was it that easy this whole time? Like if we had just painted over this painting and like burnt it, like we would have been good. I guess. I mean, that just seems so easy. Yeah. And so he ends up covering the whole door in black. And then we get one last look at lipstick face. And because he almost breaks through the door. But Dalton covers it all up. And it just locks them in there. And the further goes back to being like this unknown unknown place. place, Like basically just like the upside down with no evil. Yeah. And that's, hey, Titan, welcome back. Um, And so we get, uh, we get our, Josh goes back to his body and ends up like, I guess, reconnecting with his family. Yes. Because he's about to leave the, the, the house when Renee's like, Oh, uh, do you want to come by for, for dinner on Friday? Yeah, you know? extending and that like, invite, extending that invite because you know she really wants some of that, uh, that Josh, yep, Josh Lambert effect, yep. Um, and I guess a whole semester did go by because I think they were all gonna go and pick up, yes, Dalton from, yep. from so school. it was like the end of the semester, yeah. So, and then this is why I also think there might be more movies because they they bring Elise back. Yeah. And she's like talking to him, to, to Josh, as he's getting into the, the car. And then yeah. he finds out it's a spirit. Yes. And it just seemed like a very like Nick Fury Avengers moment. Yeah. It seemed very like, oh, okay, like she's back. And maybe mm-hmm. she's going to have another reason to be there. Hopefully, when they make another movie, hopefully it's to actually talk about the lipstick face demon. I, I hope so. Because... I mean, that guy scared the crap out of me in the first one. We saw a little bit in the second one, and I think in the fourth one. I don't know. But in this one, we got to see, and that, that's actually what kind of excited me. I thought it was going to be about him. Yeah. Although, I will say, and this is what I've been waiting to talk about, I know you're real big into music, Jabroni, but let's talk about <laughs> that ending song, okay? I'm going to be honest. So, I don't know what it was at the end. All right. So, Patrick <laughs> Wilson is a huge fan of the band Ghost. Ghost made a song for this movie. 
and mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson sang in it. So that was actually the ending song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I also liked uh, at the end where, because towards the beginning of the movie, Dalton has is putting up pictures. Oh, yeah. On the wall. And it's a picture of him and his dad. And it's a picture of him and his dad because in the beginning, it's just all pictures of everybody else but his dad on the wall. And he makes a comment about how he wasn't important enough to make it on the wall. Yeah. And he kind of like brushes it off. And yeah. now their relationship has been repaired. Yeah, because they they fought off a demon together. And then it, it ends up being the, the scene where Josh is carrying Dalton out, outside of the further. Yes. And it's a very touching painting that's actually why i really liked the movie like it it yeah it was scary at some parts but it was very like thrilling it was very intense and i'm gonna change my rating you are yeah what was your rating and originally and what is it gonna be now so my original rating was mild and i'm gonna give it a medium so it's one one level more I maintain my rating of mild um, simply because I like the original Insidious best. And to me, it's yeah. one of the classic horror movies. It, it, it is a classic horror movie. But I, I'm i also comparing Red Door to the other sequels that were there. Mm-hmm. Because Insidious Chapter 3, horrible. Did not like it. Insidious, The Last Key, yeah. which was number four, did not like it. Like, I mean, I guess they tried bringing back characters. But Insidious the Red Door, I think if they stopped making movies, this was a good ending Yeah. for the Lambert family because they have this this power. Yeah, now it's like it's it stopped at a good time and their relationship is repaired and, mm-hmm. and they're all in the know about each other and they're yeah. older and wiser. And yeah, so it's a good ending. If they did make another film, it couldn't be with this family, I don't think. Yeah, it couldn't be with, with that. But I think, I think the Insidious, like, producers or something like we're kind of running out of ideas to to where they were like hey patrick wilson do you want to direct this movie and if you do can we get that original family because those two movies ended up being the most successful yes horror movies in those times yeah like i think insidious chapter two had one of the highest grossing um like box office because it was like oh everybody loved the first one the second one was good wasn't as good as the first one but yeah. it still did better than the other the other two and then insidious red door actually did pretty well in the box office as well mm. for the budget that they had yeah so. yeah to me insidious the first one is very much like a classic horror film um it, it could very much go in the ranks of like all these great films right like the exorcist and so on and so forth mm-hmm. um and it was very modern that's yeah. the thing is like i think that we had been deprived of a good horror film in a very long time like there had been great ones yeah um that were older but nothing that had been released in the 2000s definitely not this was one of those that definitely took that spot yeah and and i guess we can like rank the insidious movies yeah like what, what what's your ranking of them including the one that we just we just saw so insidious the first one i think is best um this one would probably be number two um the second one would be three Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would rank, you know, three and four, four and what, where am I? I don't know. So you would rank last key as number four and then chapter three as number five. Chapter three as four, last key as five. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Mine, mine would be insidious one in yep. one spot and then insidious, the red door, mm-hmm. just like you. And then chapter two is number three for me. Pretty much have the same rankings so far. 
And then the last key is going to be my number four. Oh, so we're flip-flopped. We're flip-flopped at the end because chapter three, I feel like it was just, eh. Like, like the last key was good, I think, because it showed the origins of Elise. Yeah. And it, it kind of, like, showed that little sense of tying back to the first and second ones. Yeah. Whereas chapter three, like, yeah, I think it had Elise, like, kind of in it, I think, if I remember. I don't know. I don't remember a lot I don't of remember. chapter three because I, I didn't find it scary enough or interesting enough. Yeah. It was kind of like a nun for yeah. me. And so that that's why I feel like the last key was kind of like its its last hope. Yeah. Which it did really well, which I think that's why they needed chapter this red door. Yeah, which I think totally blew the other ones out of the water. Yeah. So I think definitely the Insidious movies should just be like Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2, and The Red Door. Yeah. Like, that's it. If they did those three, I think we would be fine. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would be fine. Like, we yeah. could just tell the story that way, and it would be great. Yeah. You don't need the three and the fours. Because, like, it just makes sense. Like, if you're going to start off with with this family in the first and second one, how are you just not going to continue it with three and four? Exactly. So, it that that's what I was thinking. I agree. Locas, what do you think? <laughs> What do you think? We'll give you a moment. Moment's gone. <laughs> send us your thoughts. Yes, yeah, send us your thoughts on what you thought about the movie. We are obviously found everywhere, um, as always. Uh, coming up on our next podcast, we are going to be celebrating the critically acclaimed event of Barbenheimer. So our next uh, episode will be on Oppenheimer. We're going to do it like how we saw it. In the theaters. We saw Oppenheimer first. Yes. In 70 millimeter IMAX. Of course, the way that our God and Savior, Nolan, requested it. Nolan. And so and then we'll do that episode first. And then we'll we'll do a Barbie episode because we needed that little bit of, you know, comedy and you know, just needed to free our minds from the depression that Oppenheimer caused. Yes. And so we're still recovering from the depression of Oppenheimer. Still are. I could barely wake up this morning. Yes. And you will finally get my thoughts on the Barbie movie. I actually quite liked it. I'm very surprised that you did. But we will be posting a double feature podcast, much like hopefully, Lokas, you viewed Barbenheimer yes. uh, together. Yes. Or the same. They'll or... be released on the same time on Saturday. Uh, I want to say, I don't know, July 30th? Yeah, is it July 30th? Or 29th? Is it the 29th? What day is it today? Do we have a calendar? Yesterday was the 23rd. (laughs) The 29th. The 29th. It'll be the 29th of July that we release Barbenheimer. (laughs) Be on the lookout for Barbenheimer episodes. Uh, If you haven't seen either, I mean, I guess you can't listen to them. Don't listen to them, please. If you are going to go to the theaters and watch these movies, don't listen to the podcast until you have because there will be a lot of spoilers. There will be a lot of spoilers. That is why we are giving it a week for y'all to Look, as you have one week to go see this movie. And if you can, if you are in an area that has a 7mm IMAX form, Mm -hmm. you need to go see it that way. I myself, you know what? I'll just go into this in the Oppenheimer. Yes, we'll go into in the Oppenheimer because we have a lot to uncover. It will probably be one of our longest episodes yet because we we oh my god we love this movie, and so with that, that is the end of I think episode twenty twenty of La Vida Picante. Yay! All right, and you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify for podcasters, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and you can find us on. 
Instagram at La Vida Picante. And you can find us on Twitter at La Vida Picante. And if you are still using email, you can email us at La Vida Picante at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we will not answer them unless you message us on our Instagram. And with that, that is all. Thank you, Locas. Thank you. Goodbye.